Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Julie Bates with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 269. And this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's not going to be about training things. It's going to be really about the Pointing Lab world and the Pointing Lab itself. So for those of you that aren't particularly interested in that, and I'll move on to next week and I'll get back to the more relevant dog things. But I want to talk about that. As two weeks ago, I did a, a podcast on on getting ready for the uh, uh, Triple Crown, which is the Pointing Lab American Pointing Lab Association national event. You know, that's our Olympics kind of. It's a very big deal, and it's going to be going on in Lenore, Idaho. And I'll hazard a educated guess to say that probably some of the very best pointing labs that ever ever were or will be there and being showcased and it's a great place if you could it's kind of not like it's on the way unless you're going to Yellowstone or or something like that but it's really it's something to see I, I hope that people can go and see that I want to talk a little bit about pointing labs and other controversial things uh because after that, after this and after the Triple Crown, things are going to kind of settle down. Hunting season begins, you know, fall comes and things are kind of evening out. But I've been in the pointing lab world for since the 80s. And uh, <clears throat> yes, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. Uh, I've been in there a long time and I have watched this thing evolve. I personally started in AKC field trials with conventional retrievers. And that's where I was. And then when I got married uh, and kids and that kind of thing, just necessities of life sort of said, well, you need to be able to still. Now, I worked as an engineer and, and was in all that stuff. But when I had my kids, I wanted to be home and raise my own kids, not pay someone else. So I became a full-time professional trainer then. And it, it just life and not being able to go out on the road when you have little kids uh, my ex still did, but I didn't. Um, I stayed home with them, but that necessitated no longer having to be running the big field trial thing. And so I took on the hunt test and the, we wound up with some pointing labs, uh, you know, because it pays the same, right? And at first, of course, we thought it was funny. <laughs> I no longer think it's funny. I think it's awesome. But I've been, you know, a part of all of this from the very beginning, including when everybody you know, made fun of pointing labs. And I'll say this, folks, from a long time ago, there was a lot of reason to make fun of pointing labs because even though there were some really good ones way back then, there were also some that was like, I don't, do you know what pointing is? I mean, <laughs> you have to actually run when you're out there. It was, it's come such a long ways. So I've heard all of it. I've been made fun of, you know, I'd go to run a, and I've got 12 or 13 qualified all-age grandmasters. So I still was running some of the closer-in stuff or sending one of my dogs to let my ex go run it or something every now and then. But we got, you know, so I was still, and it was still, you just didn't tell anybody that was a pointing lab. <laughs> it just did not. Um, and then in hunt test too, for a while, it was something. And again, there's, you know, I don't really begrudge people that because a lot of dogs that, that I got in for training, uh, you wouldn't want to hunt with. Or maybe they pointed, but if you something landed in the water, forget it. Or if it was longer than 50 yards, they weren't going to go that far. So the whole pointing lab world has really evolved and really come uh, into something uh, really good. 
And so there's a lot of, there's people really know so much more than they did. You know, I just remember, you know, just the jokes. And then I, I, we'd pull out one of our, one of the ringers, you know, and go, all right, well, here, put some birds out. Let's go. Will you shoot for this dog? And they'd see that, you know, and go, okay, that's not what I expected because they were real pointers and they would do really well. So there's been a lot of evolution in this. And even now with some of the, you know, even now with, with dogs that are going to be running the Triple Crown, they're all four-time Grandmaster Pointing Retrievers, you know, this is the big deal. They will, there will be some in there who pointed every bird they've ever been on, never didn't point. Some of them aren't well broken. They don't even know what that is. They just are, for some reason, because of some of their bloodlines and stuff, they just hold their points. I've had a couple of those. Didn't even know what well meant. Um, that's really nice. Uh, and then there's some that didn't point for a while and then started and then people kind of grabbed onto it. And, and because there's so many various training methods and so many various approaches and different uh, perspectives on this, you know, some of them get a real good chance and some of them with some contrary training would have been fantastic, but not because these guys, th again, they're not like a dog widget that the same thing works for all of them because um, in my experience, it just doesn't. I've had a couple people I respect a lot tell me I can get any dog to point. It, well, I, can, I can't. You know, I, you can get them to do certain things and stuff, but I've never gotten them to, <laughs> I've never taken an avid flushing dog and gotten them to go be one of those beautiful symphony kind of pointers. So I, I can't at least yet agree with that. But when you get the good ones that have that really strong natural point in there, um, it is absolutely beautiful. And brought out correctly, you know, it remains stylish and beautiful and, and a really nice thing. So not all pointing labs are the same. You get different lines and they have different behaviors. Do pointing labs, uh, do waterfowl stuff? Yes, there are field champions that are certified pointing retrievers. I know. Um, there are amateur field champions that are pointing dogs. So a good pointing lab is just a good lab and they can do all of the stuff, you know, and people will see it at the Triple Crown and I think it's gonna be filmed. And so I look for however that comes out and I'm gonna make sure that as currently the president of the APLA, that's, I make sure everyone knows where to get to, to look at that because it's gonna be something uh, really, really special. So one of the controversial things that still goes on, and this is going to be my thing about pointing labs and controversy because I'm about done with controversy. <laughs> been around in this too long and been through too much of it. But one of the things that I hear is from certain people in the pointing lab world that, that we, we are now recognized by HRC, which is a, a you know, a, requires a United Kennel Club uh, registration, which sometimes is easy and sometimes is not easy, but that's not our doing. Um, they just recognize us. They recognize our titles. They recognize our Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, and we also benefit from their lobbying in Washington not to do away with this activity that we all love so much. So the net result of our uh, connection with them is positive. It does benefit us. But there, we're still bumping through... Uh, 
trying to get things done the right way and get dog registration and people get mad and I hear about it all the time. I spent half a day recently going over every single uh, complaint that I had received that they didn't have a certificate or it was wrong or all the different things, you know, and they're not perfect and they're not going to be perfect for a while, if ever. And, you know, I'm just doing my best to work with them. And I wish, you know, I know it's frustrating to get no certificate or something wrong, but we're working to get that stuff. But I hear a lot of individuals say, well, we need to adapt HRC rules and run like HRC. Or don't do anything like HRC. And, and there's all this, or don't do stuff like AKC, or do stuff like AKC, or we should just do our own thing the way that we do it. And people get uh, real emotional and real invested in all of that stuff. you know. And we are not AKC. We are not... Uh, HRC. We are the American Pointing Lab Association. And we have, over all of these years, so evolved um, our own way of doing things. And, you know, I've, run, I've never run HRC just because as a professional trainer, I didn't have enough time to do all that different stuff and do it all well. So I would run AKC, a field trial and hunt test, um, and then the American Pointing Lab stuff. So I, I've never run HRC, so I can't speak from experience. I have total respect for it. I've never badmouthed it once. You know, they have their way of doing things. They have their rules. You shoot the gun right there next to the dog. There's a lot more action going on. There's a slightly different set of rules. And even if you fail, you get to keep going, you know, which is awesome. <laughs> I would have loved that a lot. But, you know, and you don't do that in the AKC or APLA. And I, what I'd just like to say to people is if you like HRC and what they do, then please run that. Run that and get those titles and run the grand because that's something, that's a lot of accomplishment. Those are very good dogs. And that's a really great thing. And if, if you don't like, you know, being able to talk to your dog or shooting right over them, then by all means, do not do it. And it's the same thing. I get AKC gets hammered a lot. Well, it's not like hunting. Well, that's correct. It's not like hunting. They are called hunt tests, but they've been around a very long time. And the dogs are so good. And the tests just become increasingly more difficult as field trials I have. You know, a dog that could finish the national in 1940, uh, you know, <laughs> wouldn't even be able to run a derby in today's field trials. So they have evolved a lot. The training has gotten better. The dogs have gotten better. And the tests are more a reflection of that than they are simulating a hunting environment. I think it, HRC is probably the best at that. Uh, APLA tries very hard to stay more in that environment. We are a hunting organization as opposed to a testing organization. But a lot of pros, a lot of individuals like to run AKC. They're, it's a little more stringent. You can't talk. You're not shooting a gun. You know, you can't. There's all kinds of stuff. You shoulder a gun, but you're never actually shooting it. There's different rules, and they're a little more demanding on certain things uh, in terms of the handler. You know, the nose talking thing can really get to people. And if you don't like that, do not run that. And if you do like that, do run that. That's all I have to say about that. You know, I have trained many, many dogs that have run all of those things. Same, same dog. 4X, Master Hunter, Hunter Retriever Champion, all that stuff. A lot of people have done that. And so it isn't a matter of if an organization does it right or is good enough. 
it really comes down to the fact is, is uh, your dog trained sufficiently well that wherever they are, they don't require you constantly instructing them. So if you can't speak, you're still okay. Um, and do can they run a technical water blind? Do you train to that level so you can run an AKC Master Hunter or a, a hard, you know, finished level or, you know, what they're going to be doing in the Triple Crown? A little more demanding. If you like that, train your dog to that level. It's all about what you enjoy doing and how you do it with your dog and who you train with and what your help is. It's not really about the organizations. So if you like it, do it. If you don't like it, don't do it. But I would really, it would be my wish um, that people didn't have to sit there and, and judge these organizations. Well, I hate these people. They're all snobs. And I only like this. And, I, and then somebody else, well, that, they all yell and making a lot of noise. I don't like that. I like this more. Train your dog really well. Handle your dog really well. And you can do whatever you want. And that's a, you know, that's just a really nice way uh, to approach this. And, you know, if you go get all the titles, 4X Grandmaster, Master Hunter, Hunter Retriever Champion, you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty nice dog. Definitely one you could go hunt with or do anything else you want with. So the uh, finger pointing and, and we should do it this way and we should be more like this organization or that. The APLA is a little bit of a hybrid Actually, you know, we're the only ones where the dogs go point. I believe in the HRC, they have to flush. At this point, they have to flush and be steady to the flush and shot and all that. So, but ours, they have to go point and then be steady. We don't have any little launcher things or anything like that. So nobody else is like us in terms of the upland part. And then in the retriever part, like HRC, you can speak quietly in a non-intimidating way to your dog at any time. Until, you can't talk to them until they establish a point in the upland field. After the point is established, you can do calm studying, whatever it is you need to do. And then on the marks and stuff like that, you can sit on the, you can be on the line. And if your dog's wiggling or you feel like you need to say sit, you can. You can speak. So, and yet... So unlike AKC, we allow our handlers to speak quietly, non-intimidatingly with their dogs. You don't, have to, you don't have to shoulder a gun. You don't shoot birds in the upland field. You just handle your dog. Um, so we're a little bit, we're not like AKC in terms of that. However, um, the, the loud and the yelling and the getting kind of being a little more boisterous or intimidating is absolutely not permitted in AKC or in us. So we're a little bit of a hybrid and our marks, um, at least as long as I'm involved, I'm, we, I don't want to turn into AKC master because then just go do that if you want that title. We still have worked very hard. Myself and I know the past presidents from the beginning have worked to make this a hunting organization in part in part so that it's not just an all pro thing. If you go to frankly AKC and HRC, it's there's a lot of amateurs in there, but there's a lot of pros. And you go to their national events and it is a twenty-two hole gooseneck trailer extravaganza because that's how the pros are making their money. And APLA has always been, we're much smaller, of course, there's a lot fewer of the kind of dogs that we have, but we've always worked to make it so that 
your average person that hunts with their dog and loves to maybe play some dog games and likes to train and takes it very seriously can go play this game. You don't have to train all day, every day, at least do two setups a day to be able to get through this. And so as time goes by, I'm concerned because I've always fought this from the early 90s. I have fought this. It's not, a, and I was a pro. You know, it was being my best interest as a pro to have it be hard as heck, you know, because then I could get my dogs passed and other people wouldn't and everyone would send me their dog. That, But I, I just disagree and I fought that this needs to be something that a good person with a good dog that's working hard and getting good help and takes it seriously, but also has a job and a life can still get through this. So I, I hope very much to impart that uh, as I move out of being the president and and I'm no longer training, you know, that that kind of thing uh, is important and happens. And I think the the last kind of section of this, this uh, you know, I've talked about the dogs. I've talked about the organizations. The dogs are awesome. You can get one that can run field trials. You can get one that can run all this stuff. It isn't a judgment of who's good enough or what, which is better. It's what do you like to do and or what are you capable of doing? Are you that good of a trainer? Is your dog that good? good? Then go for it. It's not about the organizations. And that's going to bring me to the American Pointing Lab Association, which mostly I keep out of my podcast because ultimately I'm just a dog trainer and handler. That's, that's really what I am. I just care so much about this that I've done what I could uh, for all these years to make this accessible to everybody to make people understand these dogs and believe that they can go do it and they can do it to the highest standard. You know, I've written two books on it, three if you count my decade of training tips. Um, I've put out videos, I've had seminars, um, I do this free podcast, I don't monetize this, even though I have advertisers now, um, I don't, they're not paying me, so I'm not sure how that stuff works. But I've done everything I can to because I believe in these dogs to help people get better and understand the dogs and go be successful with them. And one of the things that I did kind of here towards the end is become, uh, the, the APLA was getting kind of, there were a lot of disgruntled people and there, although I would say the APLA is basically reflecting the American political situation now and sort of the way that the country is on a, on a social basis, I think we've had that in our organization, and which was just absolutely shocking to me <laughs> because the APLA has always been, it's a fairly small organization, three to 400 people in the whole thing, right? And it's been a completely volunteer organization. Anyone that runs for the board has to go voluntarily do that, and then you have to take your time you know, every month we have a board meeting and a deal and get on committees and commissions and work out things. And we all do it and always have done it because we care about these dogs and we care about uh, making them more and more successful and giving people more opportunities to learn about them. And m most of all, just enjoy these dogs because whatever you hunt with, awesome. You know, that's great. But a pointing lab, you got a little more time, they a little bit more of a team player, pretty easy to train. It's a really nice dog to go hunt with and to live with and to compete with. 
Okay, I know there's a few exceptions in there, but there isn't everything. It's a really great dog. And so well, all of us that kind of believe in this stuff and have experienced these guys get on, on to do what we can to help the American Pointing Lab Association. And since I've gotten on here, you know, and I, I didn't really want to run for president. If I would, I would have done it a lot of long time ago. Ran for, got on there on the organization. A lot of disgruntled people. I got just phone calls, you know, about all the stupid stuff we were doing. And about, I got phone calls about how we're hiding stuff. They were hiding. It's like, what are they? I never still don't know to this day what's being hidden. <laughs> I still don't know. But apparently a lot of things were being hidden. And a lot of people were very unhappy. And so I get on there and began to uh, try to do what I can to, one, just set up a nice infrastructure so the, the organization functions and gets done what it needs to get done. And what that is, is we are a testing organization. We test dogs. We promote the dogs. We promote the trainers and the breeders and the activities. That is what we are all about. And so... We, you know, there was, there's a lot of committees and commissions that we had, and so, and some of them have been sort of defunct for a while, mostly because there's been so much fighting and, and attacks, personal attacks on people. So we start to set up these, uh, get these things going again, including the audit one, which has brought about such controversy. Got that, although it was a little delayed because we were just trying to get the organization functioning and everyone getting along. And I had put out a thing. Let me know what uh, committees or commissions you would be interested in to the to the membership. And I, almost everybody, almost everybody that said I'd like to be on this one or that one got on. There's a few people that haven't been around as long as others, so they did not. You know, the more experienced people that have been in the organization longer got a little bit of precedence. That's all. So we get on that stuff, and a lot of good things start happening. Um, a lot of good things. Our rules committee God, just cleaned up everything. The judges commission is is starting to develop. You know, promoting, getting, educating judges more, and and getting them trained better and assessed better and equipped better to go do their job. And then we rewrote the bylaws. I brought in a someone who had been a friend of mine uh, as an attorney to get on there and rewrite the bylaws, and they did that. Did a real nice job. And then apparently everything kind of went to heck and it was felt that we started, I started getting attacked and um, another officer started getting attacked and there were things put out, maybe some of you have seen them, maybe you haven't, on social media about how incredibly unethical uh, we were, especially me. Apparently I have lied about so many things and hidden so many things. I'm unethical, I've lied, and I, I would tell you, it's very hard as a person who has spent my life just trying to make this better. I'm far from perfect. I haven't done everything exactly right, but I really care a lot, and I just don't, you know, and then to be kind of attacked. It's, it, it was so bad that I've actually lost book sales. My book sales kind of were going along at a certain thing, and then they, whew, they just dropped off as people were being told, you know, what a really horrible person I was and I thought this is just like Washington this is just like if you turn on the evening news you know and then everyone is evil and everybody is bad and everybody is just going after one another and and I have to say I'm I'm very very sad about that
because again, this is a volunteer organization and people work really hard. And if somebody doesn't do something the way I think they should, I do not um, attack them. And I, you know, and, <clears throat> and I'm not going to do it now, even though it's tempting. Um, I just am sorry that this has happened. And I'm sorry that several of us have been accused of really incredible things. And I think that people that are accusing of us, actually accusing it, uh, us of that, I, I think they believe it. And I've often said, what is it I'm lying about? You, somebody's got to tell me. I don't know what it is. So as we go into it, but it's, we're getting past it. Isn't we're going to get past it because that silliness is not the nature of this organization and the people in it. Um, but I just want people to understand that the APLA is a wonderful organization and it is about the dogs and there are no evil people in it and there are no people doing horrible, terrible things. There are no people telling giant lies. Um, none of that's going on and it kind of makes me sad that that this has happened and it's just not necessary. It's not necessary in the giant political world either, but uh, goodness, it just bleeds over to here and, and people are just, you know, turning each other and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I wish that we would be more like the dogs. You know, they don't care about stupid stuff. They just want to go do the work and hunt birds and be trained and get in the water and enjoy themselves. And I think that that's what we all need to do. So the Triple Crown is coming up. That's going to be an awesome place to showcase the best people, the best dogs. We have good judges at this thing. We have fantastic help. We have a beautiful, if not, I guess it's supposed to be kind of warm. <laughs> so, and we've got a bunch of dogs. You know, I'm just so proud of so many people that have jumped into this thing and bringing their dogs. And we've had tons of amateur participation uh, some good pro participation, and that's what all this this is all about. And all of those people that do that, they run the Master National, they run the Grand, you know, they love the dogs, they make the most of them, and that's what this is all about. And I really want people to, when you see the controversy and the conflict, or you hear the nasty stuff, or whatever it is, that that's more of somebody's own personal issues it is not the nature of this organization or what it is that we care about. I really want people to know that. There are no bad people. There has been nothing unethical happening. It's just a bunch of regular people that donate as much as they can in their busy lives to help this organization. And for that, we're all grateful and we're all very fortunate. So that's just what I wanted to get out today. I'll be able to get one more podcast out and then I have to leave. I'm visiting my daughter and son on the way up uh, to Idaho. And we're going to be doing, we got a lot of dogs and we have to do a really good job of this. And it should be a showcase for how to do this further triple crowns that are coming on. Um, and then we're going to do set up and then we judge and then visit my daughter on the way back and come home. So I'm probably going to miss at least one podcast on that. But when I do come back, I imagine I'm going to have a big report on the Triple Crown and all the stuff that happened and what the coolest stuff was. And, and uh, just do a, because that's the whole point of all this stuff. These dogs are fantastic. The people are the best. And um, 
it's just going to be fun to see see it showcased like it's never been before. So I, I'll, I'll have one more next week, and then we'll, I'll have a little bit of time off. Uh, and then we'll get back, and I'll tell everybody how awesome it is. So meanwhile, I just want everybody to play whatever game you like. Have whatever kind of dog you like. Just do good work. Just put your heart into it and, you know, make the most out of your dog. And then do whatever it is that makes you guys happy. And let's, if we could just kind of leave each other a little bit alone in terms of the judgment and the criticism and the, all that kind of stuff, the world would be just a little bit better for that. So everybody stay safe, stay cool. Uh, God bless the people in Hawaii. I prayers for them that they can get past this somehow. What a what a horrendous thing. Oh, but there's nothing like that that happens to anybody else again. So I'll be back soon. All the best to all you guys.